fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Hello, you're welcome to Fresh Word this morning. And uh, we're going to get into the word of God and let the word of God affect us for good. And today, let's start with the Lord Jesus. In chapter 8, the book of John, verse 29, Jesus said this, And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. Why? For I always do those things that please him. Look at that. Jesus said the Father has never left me alone. And there's his own side of it. He said, for I always do those things that please him, that gratify God, that, so to speak, make God happy. So Jesus was committed to pleasing his Father while he was here on earth. And I want you to see that, that Jesus being a father pleaser is our Lord and Savior. Now, Jesus died, rose from the dead, and then he started the church to disciple the whole world. And he sent out the apostles to preach. And so we follow Christ in the area of pleasing God. So today let's talk about pleasing God. How do we please God? Let's read from the epistles from Apostle Paul, the Epistle to the Thessalonians, the first one, chapter 4. Let's read from verse 1. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abandon more and more, just as you receive from us, how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandment we gave you through the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, he said we should be abandoning more and more. We should be increasing more and more in learning how to walk and how to please God, how to make God happy. Every one of us will be involved in that and live with that. Let me read from a paper Bible that's in verse. It says, Furthermore, brethren, we beg and admonish you, in our union with the Lord Jesus, that you follow the instruction which you learn from us about how you ought to walk so as to please God and gratify God as indeed you are doing, and that you do so even more and more abundantly, attaining yet greater perfection in living this life. This is what God wants us to do. He wants us to live this way. He wants us to praise Him. And I want us to increase in it and abound and abound more and yet greater perfection. So our life should be an increasing pleasure to God. That we should have in our heart. That we should be committed to. And Apostle Paul was saying that this is instruction from the Lord Jesus Christ. That the God it from the Lord Jesus that we should live like He lived. He lived to please His Father. We must also live to please God. Now, how do we do this in practical terms? Let's go to verse 2. That's in the piece we are reading. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the practical part. Say, so this is the will of God, and if you are going to please Him, your sanctification. The word sanctification, let's go back to Amplified Bible. It says, For you know what charges and precepts we give you on the authority of and by the inspiration of the Lord Jesus. That simply means that we must also learn to walk by the authority of the word of God. If you are going to please God, we just can't dream of pleasing God in our own head. God wants us to please him, and we need to find out from his word. And that word is saying this. This is the will of God, that you should be consecrated, separated, and set apart for pure and holy living, that you should abstain and shrink from all sexual vice. Did you hear that? God is saying that He wants you to be different. He wants you to be separated and set apart for Him. 
and for pure and holy living. And what does that entail? He said, you should abstain from every sexual immorality and shrink from all sexual vice. So God wants us to know that in our sexual life, we can either please him or displease him. So how do I please God in my sexual life? He said, I should, I should avoid and abstain and shrink from every sexual immorality. What is sexual immorality? A sexual misbehavior going beyond the boundary that God gives us to have sex. Now, what is the boundary that God gives us to have sex? He said, we should get married and then stay with our wives. For instance, he said that in patent verse 4 of Hebrews. He said that marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So God gives us marriage and with the marriage comes the bed for our sexual life. So we should go to bed with somebody we are married to. The Bible says that God, he said, those who fornicate and those who do adultery, God will judge. We will see that in a minute. What does it mean to have sexual immorality? Let's look at the popular one first. It's pornography. You know, pornography is when you watch sexual acts either online or on your phone or whatever you know, on the screen. God said that is not pleasing to him. That you should shrink from, you should avoid and abstain from. So pornography is not the will of God for us to be involved in. And then when you are not married and you are sleeping with somebody else, that is not right. It's called premarital sex or fornication. God is displeased with that. And when you are married and you go outside your marriage to go sleep with somebody else, that is called adultery. And God does not want us to get involved with that. And then there are other types of abnormalities in sexual behaviors, which like lesbianism, women and women together, and then men and men together homosexuality, and all kinds of shades and manners of all kinds of sexual misbehaviors. God wants us to avoid this. We are called into separation. We are called to be different from the world. And that's what the world is involved with. And we must step aside and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's look at verse 5. It's not helping us to understand how to do this very well. How do you, how do you avoid sexual morality? Then look at verse 5. Is it not in person of, no, verse uh, for that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in person of loss, like the Gentiles who do not know God. Now let's read from Amplified Bible. He said that each one of you should know how to possess, control, manage his own body in consecration, purity, and in honor. So he's saying that you should take your body because your body is where all the actions, your body is where we feel sexy and all kind of things. So we need to get our body under control and manage our body not to go the wrong way. You know, our bodies have not been changed yet. Do our spirit now born again, but our body want to continue to do what it has been doing before. So you have to now control it and manage it and see that it doesn't go the wrong way and it goes the right way. We should not be using our body just like we use our things like clothes and shoes. Our body is like that too. Our body is our clothes. We need to use it right. And then we should not let it be taken over by sexual immorality. Now look at verse 5. It said, not to be used in person of lust like the hidden or the unbelievers who are ignorant of the true God and have no knowledge of his will or beautiful. So the unbelievers don't have knowledge of God, so they can do whatever they like. But we have knowledge of God. We know Jesus. We know the Father. We know the Holy Spirit. And then we can't walk with God today. We can't. He said, we should not walk 
we should not use our body for passion of lust, the desire of you know this sexy thing people do, all kinds of nakedness, walk around, and you know exposure of their body so that it can just attract people around them. And he said we should not be doing that. We should not let our hormones rule us. We must not let our eyes rule us. We must not let our touch rule us. We must learn to control ourselves and control our bodies to move ahead. Let's go further in the area of pleasing God. We've seen that God wants us to abstain from sexual immorality. Is there anything else we need to do to please God? Let's let's go further. Let's go to verse 6. That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter because the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also forewarned you and testified. Let's look at it in Amplified Bible. That no man transgress and overreach his brother and defraud him in this matter, or defraud his brother in business. For the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we have already warned you solemnly and told you plainly. So, if you are going to please God, God said we must not defraud others. We must not, you know, overreach and transgress our brothers. We must, we must keep within the boundary of decency and honesty in any kind of financial dealings or business dealing with our brothers and our sisters. We must not cheat them. We must not, you know, uh, uh, make them to lose their money and then we gain it. That is not right. That is not pleasing God. If you get involved in business matter with another brother, don't cheat them and don't defraud them. Don't tell them you're going to supply something and then you collect the money, you never supply it and you avoid them. Or you buy something, you don't pay for it and you never return the goods. Or you rent something, you don't pay and it, that that and then you borrow money you don't pay back that's all fraud that's not right god said is the avenger in all such matters god will avenge and that will not pay you if you are going to displease god and god said when you are dealing with your brothers in any kind of financial situations or business dealing don't defraud them don't cheat them you know in our world today fraud is a big thing and we think it's only corruption with the government but within ourselves among ourselves in our neighbors in our neighborhood in our church in our, in our workplace we must not be known for defrauding others we must not be cheating them and cutting corners just to see that we make money by cheating them that won't work god said that is displeasing to him so I, I, what I'm asking to do is that God is telling you that to please him, you have to avoid sexual morality. And second, you also have to avoid fraud and defrauding your brothers and cheating them because God will avenge such things. Let's go further and read. Do we have another kind of incentives and encouragement in this area of pleasing God? You know, this is very interesting. God is asking us to do things to please him that has to do with other people and how, to, how we live with them. God is saying that the way you treat people, the way you handle your life, matter to me. I want you to really please me by living a decent, honest, pure life. Let's look at verse 7. For God has not called us to impurity, but to consecration, to dedicate ourselves to the most thorough purity. Beautiful. God has not called us. God has not called us. God has not called us to uncleanness. He didn't call us out of the world, didn't save us, didn't send Christ to the cross so that we can come to church and live a dirty life and be involved in all kinds of moral immoral behaviors sexually and then be cheating one another. It's, it's, it, is, it is derogatory to the cause of the kingdom when you defraud other people and you call yourself a Christian. God has not called us to that. God has not called us to cheat others and to be involved in sexual immorality, fornication, adultery, you know, homosexuality, best, you know, uh, 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 lesbianism and other kind like pornography. He, he called us to be different, called us to be holy. Now, let's read verse 8. 
Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who also has given us his Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? So, he's saying that we need to take this word serious. Let's hear from Amplified Bible, verse 8. Therefore, whoever disregards, set aside and reject this, disregard not man, but God, whose very spirit, whom he gives to you, is holy and pure. Now, when you say as a Christian, I don't care what you're saying about immorality, I can do whatever I like, I can defraud others and make money, stolen water is sweet. If you say that, the Bible says that you are rejecting God. You are setting aside His word and, you know, it won't pay you. It won't pay you at all to disregard God. For our God is a consuming fire. Don't tread in that pathway. So don't just, of course, we all have some struggles, we all have weaknesses, but don't disregard what God says. Don't set aside and say, I don't, I'm not interested, I can do what I like. Since you have brought your soul to Jesus Christ and you have called him your Lord and your Savior, what he wants is more important than the way you feel and the way you want to run your life. You have made him your master. You cannot just do whatever you like. And so if you are going to please God, don't forget, it's all about pleasing God. You want to please him. You want to work with him. You want to associate with him. I want to see his power, his blessing, his victory, and Satan's defeat in our lives. This is how to do it. Pleasing our Father God. Let's live to please God and not live like the rest of the world around us. Since we came to Christ, God received us and he said, you are different and you are my people. Let's read uh, chapter 6, 2 Corinthians. It will give us some rounding up on this matter. And this is beautiful. Listen to this. We read from verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Oh, what a privilege that we are God's own people. And God will dwell in us. Therefore, verse 17, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you, and I'll be a father to you. You shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I mean, I can't say it better. That's clear. Say, come out and be separate. Don't touch what is unclean, sexual immorality, fraud, and I will receive you, and I'll be a father to you, and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, Chapter 7, verse 1. Corinthians says this. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Thank you for listening.